What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. It's me, Seth. And Jared Buckendall. It's a me, a Jay Bucko, a nice saucer for you, a spaghetti in the left, a meatball in the right. We're socially constipated. Uh, this is the Entertainment Outhouse, and I promise you will understand why we're doing stupid-ass Italian accents by the end of this episode. Ragu! I'm a rub it down <laughs> with the olive oil. I can't. You guys feel free to keep yours the whole time. I, I can't. Uh, it's, it's a lot of strain on these weak-ass vocal cords of mine. <laughs> As I said, we, of course, socially constipated this is the Entertainment Outhouse. The crew is here to catch you up on some of the movies that have been coming out recently. We've got a lot of reviews today, but we're also going to look forward to what remains of the month of December with our new release exam. We're going to give you a preview of some of the things that are coming out. I can't remember which of us won last month, but I think it's been a back-and-forth battle, so we'll see who can end the year as champion. Pretty crazy to think that the year's getting to its end. You shut your mouth. It's going to end when I say it will. <laughs> I don't know if I'm super interested in clinging to 2021. I'm pretty ready for the newness, but it's occurring to me as I think about it that obviously we're in Oscar season now, right? Like we're, we've reached that and probably a lot more of stuff that's coming out in the next month or two or whatever. But like, do you guys feel when you think back on this year so far that you've gotten like everything you would typically get out of a movie year? Because I like we got some blockbusters. I don't know that there was as much of the smaller indie stuff that was released this year. But there was some superhero stuff, there was some horror, some drama, some comedy. I feel like we got most of what we would get in a typical year, even though this was obviously not a typical year. But like, what am I missing? Did this end up being a weird year? Or if you look back at the list of movies, do you feel like, oh yeah, no, it was pretty, we got back to normal. This might be a dumb question, but did Tenant come out this year? It no. did. It did? No. No, it was 2020. Shit. Okay. Right? That was oh, man. For a hot second, I thought it did. And I was like, man, this year has been going slow. Mm-hmm. You could have convinced me it did. I, I was about to be like, no, it was just in August. What are you talking about? <laughs> August 2020. <laughs> wow. Um, Time flies when uh, the whole world's depressed. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, you know, we're talking about movies. January 1st, everything gets better. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Always. And people get better, too. Can't wait for that. <laughs> well, we still got a few weeks here before the year ends, so um, we're, we, of course, are going to wrap up 2021 with, uh, I don't know about a bang, that seems a little aggressive, but we'll do our best. want to remind folks to head out to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Uh, it's the best place to catch all of the stuff that we have going on, all of our shows, all the episodes of those shows. You can comment, you can find our social media profiles, you can join our mailing list. And you can become an anchor wanker as well if you want to uh, kick a couple of bucks our way to keep the show going and growing. It's a wanker! The other thing that we want to make folks aware of is our upcoming live show. So we're going to do this show, Entertainment Outhouse, on Wednesday, December 22nd. So we'll have a very special holiday-themed... Exactly. Well, Chris, maybe maybe uh, for, for our Jewish viewers, it will be a Hanukkah theme and maybe our, our African folks out there, uh, a Kwanzaa theme or Festivus for the rest of us. You know, Man, so you beat whatever me holiday to it. celebrate. You beat me to <laughs> maybe we should do uh, an air. An, is it the airing, airing of grievances? Airing of grievances. Yeah. <laughs> Got problems with a lot of you people here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with me. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's got a problem with you, Luigi. 
Um, <laughs> you're not going to want to miss that one. We'll, we'll wrap up the year. We'll look back at 2021 and we'll get ready for 2022. And we'll probably wear some silly hats while we do it. So uh, put that on your calendar. As always, that's a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. So keep an eye out for that one. Mark your calendars. And uh, we hope you join us. Oh, that, hi, that's going to be a super fun one. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark your calendars, Mark. It's bullshit. I did not. <laughs> you did not mark it, Mark. We took last week off for Thanksgiving, which was really nice. You'll have to, we'll, we'll recap our, our festivities on Socially Constipated. So keep an eye out for that episode coming up on Monday. It's good to be back in the saddle with, with you two guys. I know we've got a couple back backloaded. Back in the saddle again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was a solid. I don't know if you were going for Michael McDonald, but you got there. I was actually going for uh, Fred Durst. Oh, Uh, keep working on it if that's what you were going for, I would say. (laughs) In my family, I I spent the weekend with my parents. We're a big movie family. We watch a lot of movies. Weirdly, though, we watch a lot of movies on TV instead of like on Netflix or, you know, Mm -hmm. on a DVD or whatever. I don't know when the last time you guys watched a, a, a movie on TV was. It's a fucking nightmare, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awful. We probably watched five movies on TV over the course of like a couple of days. Don't get me wrong. Like it was not a like, what were the movies? Escape Plan 2, Hades was one of them. Oh, hell yeah. Is Batista in that one? He is. Yeah. 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 And in that movie, they hired Batista to be like the guy in the van. What? He is. He's a total tough guy. He beat up a couple of people, but I was like, why did you cast him in this? <laughs> that franchise has strange dealings with the man in the van because the first one has 50 Cent in the van. Oh, yeah. He returns in the second one. Did he get promoted? Well, now I don't want to tell you what happens if it doesn't. Okay, okay, okay. That's not a good movie, but it's not as bad as you probably are assuming, I would say. There, it's, got its, it's got its charms. But we watched Escape Plan 2. I've never even seen Escape electric Plan 1. Boogaloo. So, uh, Yeah, they esca- escape from the electric boogaloo. We watched like the second half of John Wick. Which John Wick is oh, all, yeah. or John Wick Two actually. John Wick Two is awesome, but not on TV necessarily. Yeah, because um, then they can't show as much of the gore and all that jazz. Yeah, they cut away from. You know how John Wick will like beat a guy up and throw him on the ground and then headshot him to clean it up. Mm-hmm. They cut away from the headshot like often, and it was noticeable. I'm assuming they didn't show him murder a man with a pencil either. <laughs> <laughs> nope, fully showed that. They showed a shocking amount of that, actually. I was really? I was surprised. I, I don't know what they cut from that, but they they showed more of it than I expected I, to see. There, there's no way then if John Wick three is on that they're showing him Murder Man of the book. I hope not. I didn't even want to see that in the theater, honestly. <laughs> he's basically going through like like a school. Like he's using school items. Like is he gonna use a ruler next, a chalkboard, Ooh, an eraser, protractor maybe? Yeah, protractor. Yeah. He's hmm. gonna start. He's gonna get very crafty with his uh, his murders. Oh, think about arts and crafts now. John Wick 4, summa cum laude. That's going to be the... Uh, <laughs> or summa kill laude. That's oh, what it's going to be. There we go. Fucking put that shit down right now. That's a number one song right there. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Den of Thieves, which I actually really like that movie. That That's you a pretty nice heist movie. You? I did, yeah. And I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it's a really nice cast. If you've seen Heat, not that it is related to Heat whatsoever, but it's very similar. L.A.-based cop versus robber kind of thing. And I actually like that a bit, but it's a long movie before it's on TV. I feel like my hair turned gray during the middle of that film. It's crazy <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's probably a four-hour block of runtime, isn't it? It must have been. I don't think I looked. It was at least three. I can tell you that much. Mile 22 with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, my God. 
I don't know how much of it was the TV and how much of it was just that movie. I was, that was torture watching that movie. Wahlberg is, they have like a running joke slash like part of his character is that he's a, they don't ever like diagnose him, but he's, he's maybe like autistic or schizophrenic or bipolar, or they kind of allude to him having some sort of neurodivergency and the way that manifests, just like in any movie without a fucking brain, is he's a dick to people and he's incredibly smart. He talks really fast and the movie moves really fast and it's too fast. Like, you, the, you, it, there's no scene where I understood. I watched an entire scene and then it went to commercial and I turned to my folks and I was like, what happened in that scene? And none of us could figure it out. Like, they talked. And then it went to, and, but there was, we don't know what about, it was all just too fast. And that actually, I'm wondering if you guys have noticed this because I think because it was televised, you know how it says like this film has been edited to fit TV and stuff. I think that's not only language and violence. I think they're doing like micro cuts within scenes to shorten the time over the course of the, the full length of the movie, because either that was happening and, and the feature length had less micro cuts in it. Or that movie was edited by a fifth grader because it was way too fast the entire movie. And I I wanted to give the film the benefit of the doubt and say that TV ruined it so they could fit it on, you know, between commercial breaks. Have you guys ever felt that when you're watching a movie? Because we didn't watch any like good or, or slowly paced movies. Not that it has to be slowly paced to be good, but all the movies we watched felt like they were moving too quickly. Have you guys noticed this? Or I, you probably don't watch a lot of movies on TV, and I don't either, so it stuck well, out to me. It also could be your parents' settings on the TV. They might have, like, the uh, motion smoothness on. Well, it wasn't even the—it's not even the, the visual of it. All of it. The sound, the conversation, even some of the songs. Like, I can't remember which movie, but it had a song I recognized, a popular song you guys would know, too. I don't remember what it was. But I know the song, and I know the way it sounds, and I could hear that it was sped up. And I don't know hmm. if that was in the it was the theatrical version, edit it that way, do, or if yeah. they sped it up to fit between. It makes sense that they would do it, but this yeah. it felt obvious to me yeah. um, in these cases, you know? Huh. And they cut a lot out with commercials and all that stuff, too. Yeah, because, I mean, like you're saying, how difficult is it to get a two-hour and 37-minute movie to last exactly three hours and 30 minutes or three hours, <laughs> right. you know? There's been the conspiracy, and I've, I've read a couple um, articles about how, like, TV show reruns are sped up slightly to fit in an extra commercial or two. So I'm wondering if movies do that, too. Syndicated shows, they'll do that, too. They'll mm-hmm. they'll cut out scenes and things like that. I, I, I almost guarantee they did because i've heard it on the i think the office podcast they talk about it where they were they did talk about it when i was listening to it where like they'll when it's in syndication they will do other versions of it or speed things up that type of thing so yeah because yeah they have to fit it exactly in there so so yeah maybe you watched a movie that was secretly on like 1.15 speed or something okay i'm glad that i'm not insane because it felt that way and i was like I'm either just not processing this Mark Wahlberg movie quickly <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I think we found a transformer. <laughs> it, it's either the editor's fault or mine that I completely have no clue what's going on in Mile 22. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Mile 21 before this? <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe I just didn't have all the backstory. Oh my you God. can skip Mile 1 through like 13. Those are all like just really, I mean, yeah. those are slow. But once you get to 14, <laughs> you got to catch up. Yeah, I was going to say 1 through 13, it just feels like a half marathon watching it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> there he goes. Wow. 
you know, it's funny is like when I was also back for Thanksgiving, I also watched some movies with my dad and on TV. No, not this time. We have before. Okay. Um, like one of the last times I was back, we watched like I think two of the American Pies on Comedy Central. I think they were on. <laughs> uh, and it was all on TV. So yeah, like you know, bleeped out words, sped things up, cut out scenes entirely. But luckily, my dad also has moved into the modern technology and watches Netflix quite a bit, and he has pretty much all my apps. I've never seen this before, but a river runs through it. Have you hmm. heard of this movie? I've heard of it recently, but what is it? It's Brad Pitt. It's like, early Brad Pitt, right? It's like ni- early 90s. Here. Oh, man. <laughs> he looks all goofy on the cover. Yeah, it's Robert Redford directed it. The McLean brothers, Paul and Norman. Yeah, like there's not really a lot of other people in it. There's a young Joseph Gordon-Lovett in it. He's like really oh, wow. young. But yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a movie. It's like a, yeah, it's the brothers. One is like, goes off to be a successful, he goes to like college and stuff. Brad Pitt's the other one who stays home and like loves fly fishing. And it's just like a movie about brothers and kind of their father. I liked it, but it was not a movie that I expected to watch. And my dad said he's, he loves it. So we watched it. And then we also watched Sex Drive. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it the so, super cut with the guys walking through with their dicks no. out? <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. That well, that cut is so strange. Dude, it, I, I appreciate for how weird it is. It's random. Like, it, a scene will end, and then, like, someone, like, a naked girl will just walk in front yeah. of the screen. Like, you, they clearly added it later, like, green screen to this girl walking through the end of the scene or whatever naked. Like, what the fuck? I think it's hilarious. That editor knew what was up. But like the donut costume like kind of goes into a scene randomly. Like it's so strange. Instead of making a movie unrated and then de-escalating it, they made a rated R movie and escalated it. And I I think it's hilarious. I think it's a Mm -hmm. cool like playing with the form. I I actually have respect for that cut, goofy as it is. I don't know, man. The the TV thing, I got to get my folks off of it. Every time we put a movie on, I was like, I don't want to watch Mile 22, but if I if we're going to, I'd rather watch it on Netflix. And every time we looked up the movie, it was on like Sci-Fi or AMC or A&E or whatever. And most of the time, the movies that are on TV aren't also on streaming Right is what I learned. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy that throwback, though, because I used to do that. I used to watch shows on TV or movies on TV like that. And so I've kind of missed like before Netflix. I mean, we grew up on this really when, you know, when we had to watch movies, we had to watch it on TV. So it's kind of like one of the last few things we have that is like kind of like a a throwback, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't have video stores anymore and all this stuff's gone, but we still can go back. It's it's available to us to, to go watch a movie edited for TV. Yeah, good sets, dude. I, I I agree with you. It's this weird, like you're saying, nostalgia type thing. My parents do the same thing where I give them my logins. They're very intimidated, so we watched nothing but TV movies when I was home too. The movies that we watched was uh, Twister, but we watched it like one and a half times because it just replayed right after Billy Madison and then Happy Gilmore. So those were kind of again throwbacks. But the one thing that I don't like about those commercials is if you could somehow have a setting where it takes commercials from the 90s or early 2000s and put them in, then I'd be set. I'd be like, I'm going to watch movies like this forever. I mean, that's awesome. I would be totally, I'd be down for that. But I am not a complete hater of commercials, to be honest. Like, I kind of enjoy having them when I go home, when I go to my dad's and watch. They're just not the same. (laughs) But it depends on what you're watching. Like, because there's a lot of news on. So the news commercials, honestly, all the local commercials are the same. 
I don't know if you've watched local TV commercials from when you were growing up. They're the same commercials. Because <laughs> they made one and they were like, that's good. <laughs> it's the same like your local TV9 station with this, but it's just different anchors. It's the same music. It's the same graphics. It's all the same. It's never changed. It's God, also right. nice to have like, I think for me, I pay more attention to the show when I have that built in like three minute break to look at my phone or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I put my phone down when the TV's on, when the commercial's on, pop on my phone, boom, then I'm done. All right, get back to the TV. Like, I don't know. It's it's a built-in, uh, hey, I can look at my phone every, like, 14 minutes type thing. Yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah, except try every four minutes. I mean, they are, bar- it is oh a barrage. Gosh. Listen to you. Of, Jesus. I saw so much progressive commercials, you... I changed my insurance agent. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> it is too much. This is one of those things. I get it. Like wow. the nostalgia piece and the throwback of it. Sure. But like this can go the way of like having to shit outside and lambskin condoms and, you know, what typewriters. I, I don't need them. Like cool, whatever their throwback. But like I was tortured by this thing. I, I cannot tell you enough. Maybe if it was a better movie, I would have been, you know, if Shawshank Redemption is on TBS, maybe I would enjoy that more. <laughs> But, like, watching Mark Wahlberg on the Sci-Fi channel, I was looking for a bridge. You know what? It was fucking brutal. (laughs) I'm going to give you $3 a month to go down to the Hulu with commercials plan so we can get commercials back on Hulu. Because, you know what? I'm going to, like, bring commercials back stance. We need to get this movement going. We We want commercials. I I want good commercials because Hulu, okay, that might sound like a good idea. And again, uh, I'm scalping someone's Hulu currently that has commercials. It's the same like 12 commercials. Yeah, I don't care. No. It's a built-in break. That's my my thing. I don't want a break. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why would you want a break in the middle of a movie? To reset your feelings. My feelings? Oh my god! Because if it's just back to back to back to back, like you need a little bit of a of, of a of a break, like you need a little bit of a catch your breath for a second. No, the binge model was made not to breathe, to choke <laughs> and die, and finish those eight episodes. I don't need to binge it, but like in not in a movie. Like if you want commercials in a show, shows are shot for there to be commercials in there. Yeah, but in a movie, no, that that's different though. <laughs> With a movie, your expectation is I'm sitting here for whatever the runtime is. With a TV show, like, you're watching TV all day, presumably. Like, if you're, you know, me, you're going to watch TV for hours at a time. And so you can't just sit through, you know, six hours of TV or whatever. You got to have a break in there. That's what commercials are for. I'm fine with that. Like, if I'm watching Seinfeld reruns, I'm okay with them cutting to commercial. What's the deal with commercials? Yeah, what's the deal with that? Otherwise, you have to find, because that's the nice thing about commercials, is they edit the show to like have a good stopping point with commercials with just you know your netflix shows there's not a good that you don't know when to pause it you could pause it like there could be a down scene but something amazing can happen right after and you're not really set in for it yet why would i need to pause it to go to the bathroom what if you have to pee or you get an important text or phone call uh if if i if i have a movie on an important text or phone call doesn't exist i'm watching the movie let me paint you a scene you're 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 sitting in the movie theater and you're watching Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, Captain America's just had his shield broken. Thanos is, is really flexing on these dudes. Everybody's beat up. And all of a sudden you hear, Cap, Cap. Lebida, Lebida, everybody knows it's Lebida. I don't about want movies. that. I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about TV shows, man. <laughs> 
I okay. If you're just talking about TV, that's fine. But like, don't come near my Movies films with the edited for TV movie. This this has been a. I think we might have set the record on the tangent to start the show. Um, <laughs> this is keep, important. Keep commercials the fuck out of movie. Like edited for TV movies yeah. are fine. something I never want again. I enjoy, I I enjoy them for nostalgia, but they're not my favorite. I'm talking about TV shows. Like you get that built in. I mean, I, and again, I kind of enjoy it for the movie too. But they do end up taking a lot out. So I would rather I'd mm-hmm. rather watch if I'm watching a movie. I agree. I would watch. I'd rather watch it whole. But with TV shows, I like that built-in break. And sometimes I like commercials, except for that fucking weird meta commercial. I don't want to see that anymore, dude. That yeah, meta that commercial. I'm forced to see it every Stuff. time I go to the movies now. It's the one they play right before Greg gets on the screen. Whoever made that was on hella shrooms or acid or something because that is not a right commercial. That is not a safe commercial. No, it's it's wild. If your commercial ends and my mom has to go, hey, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that's a bad commercial. Tell me what your thing is. Yeah. I hate that commercial. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. It's like, wait, is it an art gallery? Is it people going out? Is it a vacation place? What is meta? Is it animals doing LSD? <laughs> yeah, because that's what it looks like. Did, did someone drop a tab at the zoo and people went fucking crazy? Hey, the tigers are dancing now. <laughs> Move over, Zaboomafu. <laughs> oh, wow. I, that actually kind of sounds fucking awesome. If that's what meta is, sign me up. Like... <laughs> I just think that's maybe it's it's either false advertising or it's a shitty commercial. They are stoned. <laughs> you watched Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore just this week, Jared. Yeah, yeah. D- did you find? Because I have I've seen that movie a thousand times on TV and off TV. Were you able to point out the edits? I I don't think I'm as uh, you know well versed on those films as you, so I don't know where the edits were. In uh, Happy Gilmore, he says, "I eat pieces of scum like you for breakfast." And he says back, you eat pieces of scum. And in the movie, it's it's shit. That he, that yeah, he eat pieces yeah, of shit yeah. like you. And so it's it's lines like that. Billy Madison, there's a really obvious one. Is it nudie magazine stuff? It's not the nudie. Ma- oh, they blur it. Oh, it's when he's got a porta potty in his tent and there's a bunch of naked women in there. It's like mm-hmm. taped to the inside of the, not women, but pictures of them <laughs> taped to the inside of the wall. <laughs> Get me down. I've got them. <laughs> I've been in here for months. They're mine. It smells like shit in there. Oh, wow. They were pretty pissed. <laughs> oh, man. In the TV version, he opens the door of it, and I think you might still hear the noises, but the entire thing is blurred on the inside, and it's kind of confusing. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of them, and I think there's a couple scenes even missing. If I was watching it, I could point it out to you. I can't remember them off yeah, the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those are pretty fun. Forrest Gump has a lot. I, I could probably recite most of the script of Forrest Gump, and there's a lot of like little edits that they made to the language and things like that. Which that I don't mind. It's the 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 speeding up and the cutting of shit entirely that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Now now that you bring that up, there I I remember two movies specifically that I've watched hundreds of times. Like uh, one of them, Christmas Vacation, and the other one is Dumb and Dumber. And I remember mm, yep. I watched them on streaming at one point, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've never seen this scene or this bit. Like, for example, uh, Christmas Vacation, when it's the woman, uh, bikini woman on the diving board, it has one less cut where you actually see, like, essentially her side where it's, like, side boob and stuff. And I think, like, a year ago was the first time I had seen that. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Has my life, like, why have I never seen this scene or this part? And then same with Dumb and Dumber where 
he lifts up the Swanson woman and you can see like the little butt bottom of her cheeks or whatever. And I was like, I've literally never seen this scene. <laughs> There's also in Dumb and Dumber where he falls asleep and has a dream and Mary Swanson takes her top off. They're about to do it. And oh, yeah. it pans down to her boobs and it's it's flashing headlights instead of her boobs. And then it cuts back and he's asleep at the wheel and there's a truck oncoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They cut out that last little part of the dream and they cut directly from her taking the shirt off of her so- shoulders to the, the truck oncoming. They cut out that last little bit. That is one I remember specifically because it used to confuse. I, I would be watching it as a kid like, okay, here comes the headlight boobies and then they skip it and i was pissed <laughs> okay last aside and then we'll, we'll we got to play a game i was in cub scouts when i was a kid which i what are you like seven or eight maybe when you're in cub scouts and one of the things we had to do in between cub scout meetings they were like do some sort of like father-son activity come back next time and tell us about it and they were going around the room and like you know we went uh, hiking or we went fishing or whatever the fuck and um my dad was never a scout. He, he wanted me to be interested in the outdoors, but he didn't give a shit about the whole scouts thing. And so we never really were active participants and I wasn't in it for very long. And we just totally didn't do anything and like basically forgot about the assignment. So what we responded with when they came to us was that we watched Dumb and Dumber together. <laughs> and it was true. We had watched it together, but everyone else was like, we went fishing. We played catch. We watched Dumb and Dumber on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, like, I, I am fond of those uh, memories of watching movies on TV with my dad, but I'm never fucking doing it again because of the edits. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We are going to play uh, a game here, and this is a game we play regularly. You will remember it if you've been uh, with us for a long time, but if you're new, what we are about to do is take a look forward at the month of December, and Jared and I are going to be tested by Seth <gasps> on some of what's coming up, so... Let's get into our new release exam. (laughs) All right. The new release rectal exam. There's going to be people who don't understand that. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot's a relative term. Well, (laughs) high percentage. (laughs) (laughs) So the new release exam, um, what we got here, I have five movies that will be coming out in December. The guys are going to try and guess the director and the top three build actors and actresses, they will, before they try and guess, they will wager how many they can get correct out of those. So basically there's four total. They can say whether they can guess, get one, two, three, or all four. Essentially when they when they give their bet, the other person has a chance to either beat that bet or tell them to go for it. Who won the last competitive game? It's been a what while. What was the last competitive game? Mm. Uh, I think it was guessing the, uh, the sayings, like the donkey sponge cake game. <laughs> oh, I sucked at that, so you you definitely won. <laughs> right, Donkey Jared. Sponge Cake game. <laughs> we should call it that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jared, would you like uh, to go first, or would you like to have Cody to have the first option? I'm going first. You're going first. All right, this first movie comes out on December 10th. It's West Side Story. Out of the director and top, th- top three build <laughs> actors and actresses, how many can you get, Jared? I'm really blanking right now. <laughs> this is not good. Oh my god. Story on the West Side. West Side. Also, by the way, uh, we were having a chat off air. I have never seen West Side Story, so I'm very much looking forward to it. And everyone and their Same mom here. seems to love that movie. So, I've actually seen the the original one. 
That surprises me. Uh, was that yeah. recent or when you were younger? No, I think it was in music class. We watched Cats and that. Oh, that's right. Meow. I unfortunately can only do one. Yeah, I can get two. I can get two then. Steven Spielberg directs and Ansel Elgort stars. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. I couldn't think of Baby Driver's name. It took me a while. I was stuck on Taron Edgerton for the longest time. That's who I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's. I was like, that's. I know that says not his name, but that's the only thing I can come up with. If I had been asked, I probably would have had to bail too. Like your pondering time is what allowed me to fucking get there. <laughs> and then Rachel Ziegler, or Z- yeah, Ziegler probably. And then Eric. That's Ari- her first movie. And Ariana DeBose. Uh, but yeah, I think it's Ariana Grande is what mm, you're looking. You got for. it. Nailed it. Wait, is it the the girl playing Maria? It's her first feature. Maria. Yeah, yeah. My my understanding is they like found her at like a high school or something. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for her. I hope she's good. Uh, the trailers look good. <laughs> we, were, we, we, were, we were playing games last night, and Jared uh, made the comment that Santana needs to be uh, oh, yeah. involved with the music. And I'm like, all right, and then we need to fucking get Rob Thomas, too. Just like yes. the ocean. <laughs> but how, how did we get there? I, I, I think I'd, I was trying to sing some of the music that I try, like thought think I remember from the movie, and I said Maria or something. And then you started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said Maria. And I was like, oh, yeah, that Santana song. <laughs> Sheiky baby's going to love it. Yeah, dude. Shout out Iron Sheik. I, Santana's one of those ba- uh, Is that an individual or a band? Carlos like Santana's just a dude, I think, but like, he Santana. had a band. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you anything about the songs, but I know how they make me feel. And, and I, I like Santana, but I don't know a single mm-hmm. fucking lyric other than the part you just said. Just like the ocean. Other than that, no fucking clue. And also, why do I know? He's he's just a guitar player, but apparently yeah. he was like, oh, famous. Well, I don't know. That's for some reason I just know Santana. Well, because I mean that song is a pop. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I remember when he'd be like doing shows or whatever on TV, and my parents would be like, hey, it's Carlos Santana. <laughs> that is kind of weird. If the answer to this is yes, I might piss myself, but. Is, does he appear in, is he in a hot air balloon in the music video for that song for some reason? Pull it up. For Smooth? Is it, Smooth is the name of that song, right? Yeah. Just like the... <laughs> oh, shit. Play a little bit. I need to hear that fucking ad. guitar riff go. Wow, uh, there is not a hot air balloon to be found. I have no idea what I got that idea. <laughs> They're like on a street corner. It looks like they invite, like Santana invited Rob Thomas to, to Sesame his, Street, or to just like the fucking community. <laughs> Yeah. and then they like lined up cars for him to sing or sing or like why is this random white guy singing in front of all these hispanic people <laughs> yeah no shit rob thomas is gonna get rob thomas later <laughs> the band is called santana but it's i guess named after him okay that makes sense god i just i choked on myself when we were laughing about there not being an audible <laughs> that was a total aside wow if that makes the final cut then 
I, that probably says something about the rest of this episode, but um, no, we, <laughs> we gotta have we gotta leave Santana in. So yeah, I got the point for West Side Story because it has Ansel Elgort and Santana in it. <laughs> yes, that is correct. The next movie comes out also December tenth in a limited run in the theaters, but everywhere on Amazon Prime December twenty first. The movie is the Lucille Ball biopic, Being the Ricardos. Ooh. Cody, you have the option here to to guess first to wager first i'm gonna I, I can do one i too can only do one all right well that means that cody gets to guess yeah all right i hope i have the right one and there's not more than one lucille ball biopic coming out but uh, i'm pretty sure nicole kidman is gonna star as as lucy am i right Cody's two for two right now. Directing that movie and writing it as well is Cody's favorite, Aaron Pork and Sorkin. And uh, I forgot that was Sorkin. Fuck, I got She looks amazing as Lucille Ball, by the way. <clears throat> mm-hmm. She looks perfect. Yep. It also stars Javier Bardem. Jared, this next movie. I'm I know this one. This December seventeenth. Yep, Spider Man yep, yep. No Way Home. You, you got it. You ding ding ding. You get it all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but All right, Jared, out of the director, actor, and actress, top three build actors and actresses. The bad thing is I I don't know because there's too many people in this movie, you know? And I don't know if some of them are public knowledge, so I don't know if they're going to be billed or not. I'm going to say two. Cody, can you get more? Yeah. um, Can you go for it? I'm going to say, I'm going to say four. Ooh. I I know I can get the point with Big balls, Cody. Wow. I'll, explain, I'll explain why I'm doing four after I do it. Hopefully I get balls. this. Director is John Watts, who has done amazing, by the way, with the Spider-Man movies. Three actors, top build, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zendaya. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wow. <laughs> he did it. He did it. You named that exactly backwards, though. On IMDb, it's Zendaya first, Benedict Cumberbatch, then Tom Holland. That is why I did four. Ah, good call. I didn't know the order, but I I figured those would be the top three. So I, yeah. I figured I'd fuck it up if I only went with three. Not a lot of people know about this movie yet, but I think it's going to do pretty well. It's going to stink. <laughs> I've heard it's a small indie. Tickets on sale, by the way. If you haven't gotten your Spider-Man ticket sure. yet. Sure, the week after, uh, you can get them then. Yeah. Uh, you can get them on yeah. eBay for $25,000 if you want. <laughs> oh, my God. Good luck if you're trying to get a Spider-Man ticket. My Regal app was crashed for like a full day and a half. It was brutal, but I got him. Well, this next movie does appropriately go to Cody. Comes out December 22nd, Matrix Erections. Ooh. You know that that's going to be a porn parody. (laughs) It probably already is. (laughs) Res Erections. Oh, the bullet time is going to be awful on that, though. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I had whiskey go through my nose there. <laughs> Got hurt, but it was so funny. Oh, that's the most rewarding thing I'll ever do in comedy is that right there. Oh, that laugh made me hurt. My eyes are watering. I've never done gotcha. that before. Gotcha. Oh, mummy. Oh, that sucked, but it was funny. I'm pretty sure I can get four here, too. I mean, you have to go for it, then. If you say you can get four, that's that's the man. Unless oh, I, is that I the can limit? Get, I can get five. <laughs> Do you think you can get five people? Yeah, I can name the sequel. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm kidding. Go. Okay, so director Lana Wachowski and top three build actors Keanu Reeves, Christina Ricci, Carrie Ann Moss. <clears throat> Fuck, really? God damn it. Is it Yaya Mateen? Uh, no. 
third build is Priyanka Chopper Jones. Chopper Jones. Damn it. I forgot she was fucking in there. I like her a lot, by the way. I don't know anything about this Matrix movie, and I'm glad for that, especially when Spider-Man's coming out a week before, and I could probably read you the script without seeing it. Very <laughs> stoked for the Matrix. Final movie. Uh, score currently is, what, three to, three to one? I think it's tied. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jared. This is more for pride. Okay. I'm trying to guess what movie it's going to be. Yeah. If you can guess it and get all five, then you win. All five. <laughs> okay. okay. This movie is going to be Nightmare Alley. Am I correct no. so far? No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, but you still get Swing a chance here. Swing and a mouse. The King's Man comes out December 22nd. Mm-hmm. We have director Matt. Oh, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know, get, do you know who the director is? Is it Matt Damon? <laughs> So it's funnier because you've never done that before, but it, it's, it, I get why you did it. <laughs> yeah, I just kept reading. Okay, um, okay. I'm assuming it's Matt Reeves, right? <laughs> no. Okay, I don't know who it is then. Cody, do you know who the director is? Yeah, I can 360 dunk this one. Uh, okay. Matthew Vaughn directs, and you've got oh, um, Ray Fiennes, I believe, is your main character, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> along with Gemma Arterton and Matthew Good. Aaron Taylor Johnson's apparently in it as well. Oh, dope. I like him a lot. The G- Digimon um, Munso or whatever his name is. Digital Monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Digital Monster. <clears throat> I know it's not Digimon, but that's what, always kind of how I say it. That's that's yeah. the one name. I'm, I'm usually pretty intense about like, say the name the right way, but like that's the one where I'm like, uh, Digimon is too fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got swept this month. Yeah, that was rough. December's kind of my month, kind of because of that, you know, that Earth, Wind, and Fire song, 21st night of December. That's yep, one of yep. my favorites, so I'm pretty good this yeah. month. Well, I remember you used to have the dog days of December back in college. That's right. <laughs> I miss the dog days. Those were fun. All right, let's move on quickly before we talk about that, because I don't want that shit on the air. I am the, the, the champion, the dog days of December, the dog man. I don't know if I want to be called the dog man. I won. The dog man. It'll be a good month. I am glad that uh, the game wasn't close when I read off the director because uh, could have yeah. decided it. But I can't be perfect all the time. Take it from us, folks. Uh, learn a lesson today. Even Seth, not quite perfect. I guess we got to do some reviews too. <laughs> that was a new release exam. Hope you enjoyed that one. Keep an eye out. Let us know in the comments and in the polls. We'll put a poll out there for those of you listening on Spotify. Which of the five movies from the, re- the new release exam are you most excited to see this December? Let us know click on i believe it pops up on your phone somewhere honestly i don't know but weigh in and let us know or hit the link in the description box and uh, comment on the website out there let us know what you're looking forward to especially if it's not spider-man for now though we got to take a look back at the last couple of weeks before we get things wrapped up here so let's pop into that mom what do you think i love it i hated it just want to say a quick word to start. Jared reviewed this a few weeks ago, The Harder They Fall on Netflix. It's a Western story told with kind of some legendary Western characters, all of whom are black. And so it's a it's an almost entirely black cast, and it's a, a very classic kind of Western story, kind of some robbers and some cops and et cetera, and some gun shooting and all that stuff. Jared, you pointed out the music in this. I mm-hmm. downloaded this soundtrack before I even finished the film. The music is so cool. <laughs> Texted a friend of mine and I was like, you need to watch this movie and pick a character and we're doing this for Halloween. I've never given a shit about dressing up as a cowboy 
and and now I fully want to. The Jonathan Majors character, uh, mm-hmm. Nat Love. I was like, I'm dressing up as Nat Love for Halloween next year. So I don't know. There's probably a long conversation to be had about how cool representation is and how awesome that is because I've seen a thousand westerns and never thought that. What I'll say here is the music is sick as shit. All of the actors are awesome. They're so cool. They'll make you feel cool. And uh, it's on Netflix. Seth, I know this one's on your list. I slide yeah. it up. It's a huge, huge recommend. So fucking good. Cody, would you agree? Surprisingly funny at times too. Hilarious. I laughed a lot. I won't spoil it, but when they go to that town and it's very um, self-aware what kind of yes. town it is, <laughs> I was like, oh, they're doing it. Yeah, that shit was funny. It's just full of like, especially if you've seen other Westerns in the past, there, there's some some little sneaks and stuff in there that are uh, that are pretty entertaining. So can't recommend this enough. I think everyone's going to enjoy it. It just moves quickly and it's fun. In addition to the racial aspect of the casting and the representation piece, it, it also is just a Western for a modern audience. You know, it, it'll hold your attention in a way that a John Wayne movie probably won't. So that one is very cool. Seth, you also reviewed, I think on the live show that we just did recently, you reviewed Tick, Tick, Boom, which you saw it early in theaters. It's now out on Netflix. I caught this one just last night and loved it. This is the the musical about Jonathan Majors who who wrote no. Rent. Jonathan, not Jonathan, Jonathan Larson, yep. sorry. <laughs> Jonathan Majors. Uh, I would. I would. If you just replace Jonathan Majors in this movie, it would be fucking hilarious. But uh, Andrew Garfield plays the lead role, and it's a, it's a it's a an adaptation of a play that he wrote before Rent, and it also tells you some things about his life and stuff. I thought this was excellent. Andrew Garfield was fantastic. I expect he'll be nominated. Jared, did you enjoy this one as much as I did? And Seth gave it a big recommend last week, so it'd be a clean sweep if you did. Yeah, clean sweep. Definitely enjoyed it. Andrew Garfield's fantastic. I mean, I got teary-eyed during certain things. This will probably be one I'll just randomly throw on for maybe, I don't know, would I say a feel-good type movie? I don't know, maybe motivation. I don't know. I like musicals, so yeah, thumbs up. A big theme of this is, Larson in this, is is turning 30, and I turned 30 last week, and I had no idea that was part of the movie whatsoever. And I was watching it with my girlfriend, and like it opens with him talking about 30 is approaching, and and she was like, are you going to be able to handle this? And I was like, I, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> but it was really, really cool. High recommend. Harder They Fall and Tick, Tick, Boom, both on Netflix. Excellent double feature. They have nothing to do with each other, but they're both on Netflix, so check them both out. Seth, we'll have you set up this next one. I, I, if folks are at home, I believe they can stream this on HBO Max, but it hit theaters a couple of weeks ago. Will Smith trying to throw his hat into the ring along with Andrew Garfield for mm-hmm. an actor nomination. Uh, what do you think of this one? I would put Will Smith ahead of Gar- Garfield at this point with his performance in, in King Richard. It's a biopic of the father to Venus and Serena Williams, um, and it's the start of their career, him getting them... Essentially, when you when you get to that point, they're, they've already you know learned tennis and are good. Now he's like searching for a coach and getting them press and, and trying to get them famous. Basically, he's their promoter, manager, like all that stuff. And so it's the story of that, how, how he got them in, into the limelight and got them to essentially Venus to her first professional match, which propelled both of them. Will Smith is amazing in this movie. He, he's an actor to me that when I see him in a movie, I a lot of times I still see Will Smith. And this one, he was their dad. Ne- never did I really, un- un- you know, after the first five minutes, did I think that, you know, I, that was their dad to me. It wasn't, I didn't really ever catch Will Smith after that. The, the tennis in, in the movie is really good. Like it's, like it's exciting and, and, you know, like, 
kind of on the, on the edge of your seat action with the tennis, um, all that stuff. They shot that really well. And it's a long movie. It's two and a half hours. But I, I told Jared when the movie ended, I'm like, I wanted more. Like, I, I wanted it to keep going. It fucking moved for me. And that movie just, it flew by. And, like, it ends with the tennis scene. And then it's, like, over. I'm like, no, give me more. That scene was awesome. Give me more tennis. I want to see more of their journey. So, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was pretty much on the same page where it was like, oh, man, now we're getting into, I wouldn't say the good stuff, but definitely more to the story when it ended. But, again, that's not necessarily the King Richard story. It's more of the Venus and Serena story. I, I was hoping for maybe a little bit more tennis, but like I, what I just said, it's about the tennis story. It's it's a weird mix of half sports, half biopic, and mm-hmm. I think that it nails that balance you're gonna watch this movie for will smith but also just the journey that they had to deal with and and whatnot for a sport that was you know predominantly uh white at that time and them just completely wiping the floor with these young girls and whatnot also john bernthal is in this one he plays oh yeah uh, one of their coaches he's awesome in this too rick like macy yeah that's a sick ass name rick macy the pull quote, I think, is wiping the floor with young girls, Jared Buckendall. <laughs> that, was, that was a really good one. I, I think I read online, are, are Venus and Serena, like, producers or somehow attached? To, I feel like they pushed for this to get made, right? Like, this is them wanting to tell the story oh. of their dad. And so did you feel like it was like that, or am I wrong about that? I, I don't know about that. They had some interviews and stuff after, like, real footage afterwards, because he recorded a lot of stuff, too. Seemed pretty close to it. But, yeah, I don't know enough about it to really judge that part. And I don't know if other people thought this, but when I first started hearing about this, I don't know why, but I thought this was like a, he was like really overbearing and hard on them and like beat them oh, into no. being amazing. And, and then I started hearing more about like, no, they want to, no. they want to tell people how amazing he was and that he made them yeah. or put them on the path. And it's more of that, right? Oh yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big part of it is him like trying to juggle them being, you know, superstars and getting them out there versus still having a childhood and you know, being happy and being kids. Yeah. That's dope. Like, like Venus was what, 15, I think in her first professional match. So like there, she was still a kid. Like when she was doing all these tournaments and stuff, she was like 13, 14, like, and getting all the notoriety (laughs) even then. So yeah, no, like that's, that's really the main part of, of the movie is him juggling that. I can't wait to watch this. It's in my HBO max queue. I'm probably going to watch it at home. You might only have a few more weeks too. Because it's only like 30 days, I think, usually. They'll snatch it away from you. Oh, I forgot they take them down. Okay, I got to slide it up the queue and watch this. King Richard on HBO Max and in theaters now. I think this next one is going up on Disney Plus and in theaters. Jared, this is the latest from Disney Animation Studios, if I'm remembering correctly. Encanto. This one, I believe, is strictly in movie theaters currently. But uh, this is the latest Disney animated, I guess, musical kind of uh, movie. And it's about this uh, family who um, has a random gift, uh, a magical gift. And each of the children at a certain age essentially get a magical uh, superpower, essentially. And they all kind of contribute to this the house that is kind of alive and their town. And it's kind of a... A movie about embracing what makes you special but also what makes you ordinary i guess i had no clue what i was getting into i (laughs) I didn't even see a trailer i just knew that there was a new disney animated movie with lin-manuel helping write it but also do the music you know that it's got that flavor of kind of you know in the heights you know the moana anything that he's done previously and this movie was just so vibrant and bright and bubbly and like i had a great time watching this movie and again you have it pulled up here but stephanie beatrice rosa from 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's the voice of the main girl. She does a fantastic job in this movie. I mean, all of the voice acting is great. The animation is superb. Uh, some of the songs are, like, really catchy. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, like, I guess I, I was surprised was how invested I got into kind of like these characters, the superpowers or the powers, gifts that they were given and the world. Like I would love to almost see a sequel if they could somehow do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, especially on the sequel, you know, with all these powers and things like that, the gifts, I think that'd be really cool to see. But I agree. Yeah. With everything you said, I, I had a great time with this one. The music was fun. Definitely had like the Latin vibes and stuff like that mm-hmm. with it. Definitely had the Lin-Manuel Miranda style at times too not not like rapping but definitely like kind of the uh the overall rhythm and things like that and i mean stephanie beatrice is great um it's funny because like like you said i didn't know anything either about this like i saw the trailer a bunch of times but i still didn't really understand what it was about <laughs> watching the trailers and i didn't even know who was in i i went into it not even knowing like that was stephanie beatrice i didn't know who the voices were mm-hmm. anything like that John Leguizamo's in it. Wilma Valderrama. Oh, Cash yeah. money. He's in Cash it. money. His powers <laughs> deliver sick burns to everyone. Nice. <laughs> Cash money. Uh, <laughs> Cash money. Let's this bully. is your show. Encanto. <laughs> Let's bully. <laughs> Let's bully. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but no, I liked it a lot. I would recommend this for sure. Just a, yeah, a good time. Good, uh, you know, definitely has its Disney messages and things like that too. But at the end of the day, cool animation. Sweet music. I think it's because Lin-Manuel Miranda directed Tick, Tick, Boom. You know, I don't think he'll get nominated for that necessarily for directing, but he'll probably get nominated for the music in this, though. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he would get the EGOT, too, if he won the Oscar for it. No, shit. I didn't think about that. EGOT, man, that's pretty major. I'll be rooting for him. I love Lin-Manuel. He's a fucking... I don't don't throw around genius, but, like, it's... Everything he has made for fucking 10 years has been a hit, so it's hard to argue against it. Encanto sounds awesome. It's in theaters now. If you guys want to check this out, I'm going to try to get to it. But it's also, I just found out, Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, uh, the 24th. So keep an eye out for that one. If you do miss it, it's going to be streaming at home in a couple of weeks as well. So you can watch that one and really everything we've reviewed so far in your house if you want to. (laughs) I don't know if you're going to have a lot of Italianos in your house, but this next movie, Chef... Is going to have a, a fair amount of them, and I think we got to close the circle on our opening accents here, too. Yes, it's me. House of Gucci is the house Cody's referring to. Ridley Scott directed this. Got good cast. Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Selma Hayek, and Jared Leto, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Basically, this is the story of the, the last, essentially the last generation of Gucci's uh, in power at the company of Gucci that of course is like clothing and bags and shit like that and kind of how they fell out of power. Definitely a crazy story. I knew nothing about it going into it, but like essentially how that all ended is, is pretty crazy. I don't think it needed to be two hours and 40 minutes uh, worth of a story to be told for that. The crazy, you know, five minutes that really happens, but I mean, it's Ridley Scott and a bunch of these actors. It's, it's going to be long and drawn out performances and everything were for the most part, pretty good. I liked Adam driver and lady Gaga even Al Pacino was kind of toned down on this, too. I liked him a lot. Jared Leto, though. I'm a bottle Gucci. <laughs> he, he is in a different movie. He is, <laughs> he's, try, he's trying out for the Mario movie, I think. Like, he's, he's trying to take Chris Pratt's spot because he does the whole, almost the whole time, like, I'm a, I'm a bottle. It's a pizza pie. He does, like, that, like, just a classic high-toned, like, stereotypical Italian accent. I looked up a video of the actual Paolo Gucci just a little bit ago. 
he I mean he's he's a little more eccentric, but in the interview I saw he never goes, but I'm a palo. Uh, which Jared Leto legitimately does in this movie. So the makeup that he wears, I mean, if you just look that up, he he looks, again, like he's in a different movie. He's the only one in, like, prosthetics like that, and the prosthetics are not great. He looks like he should be in, like, the Righteous Gemstones or something like that. He looks like <laughs> kind of just like a, a crazy character, whereas everyone else is trying to be serious, and it's like a serious drama, and he's in there, you know, playing a sort of, like, 1960s Italian sausage maker or something like that. It's a long movie. Definitely lost my interest at times. I didn't love this movie. I wouldn't quite put Jared Leto's performance like Tommy Wiseau because he's at least kind of like knowing what he's doing. And he has like, if you just want to watch a fucking weird performance or a wild performance, which makes up maybe 40 minutes of the two hour and 40 minutes runtime, then I'd say go for it. Otherwise, maybe wait till this one comes out on DVD if you really want to see that DVD. Holy shit. On VOD. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really love this one. What's funny is you search the movie and the first stuff that comes up is Jared Leto being awful. So you're not the only one saying so. This isn't a story I was really interested in hearing. And so if it's not amazing, it's probably one I will skip. But maybe for the folks out there who are interested in the brand and the history, it might be worth checking out. It's a story I was not familiar with. I did enough reading to know what you're referring to. Some folks out there will will likely enjoy this. It 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 is still Ridley Scott. It's got a sixty two on tomatoes. So like I said, it it's got an audience. Sounds like it's not Seth, which probably means it's not me either. The Gucci family, by the way, not stoked on this. Uh, they're saying there's a lot of not truths and they don't like the way it was portrayed and all of that stuff. So I think there's a pretty decent chance they're just trying to be relevant related to the movie. But it is a w- wild story from what I have read so far. So it's a, kind of a meh from Seth on on House of Gucci. I have been wanting to, and we haven't gotten to talk at all, I don't think, about this one yet, but I've been dying to talk to you guys about it since I got out of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I fucking loved this movie, and I, I feel like <laughs> I've seen, Jared, you post about it at least, and, and I'm guessing, Seth, that you liked it as well. Is it safe to assume, before I dive into praise, that we're all in the we fucking loved this movie category, or are, are you guys a little more nebby on it than I am? I, I mean, I had a really good time with it. I went, it's not my top movies of the year. <laughs> it's not my top movies of the year. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, I definitely had a good time with it. And I loved the, it felt like Ghostbusters to me. So, yeah. and it's Jason Reitman. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I liked it quite a bit. My, I mean, my tweet, pretty much the first line of my tweet said, Bust and never felt so good. So, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I very much loved this movie. Yeah, I was busting, tears busting out of my face like several times mm-hmm. in this movie. It's weird. Of the movies I've seen over the last, you know, few weeks even, I did not think Ghostbusters was going to make me cry. And what's weird about that for me is, I, I think I've even said to you guys, if not on the show, I don't, I've never really given a shit about Ghostbusters. Like, it, it, it wasn't a, a major part of my childhood or anything like that. I'm, I'm aware of it, but it's not something I ever really latched onto. But... There's moments in this where, like you said, it, it feels exactly like Ghostbusters. And for whatever reason, it did hit me in an emotional spot. The score was mm-hmm. excellent. The score was from the first movie or like from the original movies because Jared and I had seen the Ghostbusters in con- like the they played the score to the movie in person with an orchestra. So that like was obvious when I saw that movie. I'm like, fuck, that is the ac- actual score. And so, yeah, that was awesome. I think that set the tone immediately. They wormed into this whole, this like dark corner of my soul that I didn't know was there and Ghostbusters was waiting there. 
And it, it like dug that out and made me realize that I love Ghostbusters apparently. And I, I would never have told you that before I saw this movie. There's a scene, probably the weirdest cry I've had in about a year. And I've got a lot of them, but most of them aren't weird. There's a, a scene in this, and this isn't a, a spoiler. There's some spoiler stuff that definitely also made me cry, but the, the, the non-spoiler one would be, there's some scenes where there, I don't know if it's Ecto-1 or Ecto-2, but the, the car, the Ghostbusters car is yeah, being driven one. around. It's being driven kind of through a city and... I don't know why, and I'm getting a chill just even thinking about it, but having a shot, like a low shot angled upward of the Ecto-1, like swinging around a corner, like drifting mm-hmm. around a corner and driving off, I, I have no clue why. It made me cry each time. I like got tears mm-hmm. in my face. And it was like, for whatever reason, it felt like I've been waiting for this forever. And, and I... It kind of made me hate the other Ghostbusters, and I've liked it. I've defended that movie, but <laughs> I enjoyed the it. The 2016 one. Yes, yes, because that didn't do anything like this for me, and I and now I realize why other people hated that movie because what this movie did for me is what they were hoping that would do. But yeah, that weird. I don't know why. I like they're they're cruising down the street, and I like streaming down my fucking face. I'm like, yeah. I'm cheering the whole time. There's like some some deeply emotional shit in there that they did so perfectly. I thought all of the I, I, callbacks and things were great. Did you not like what what I was referring to there? No, I didn't. I the the there's a yeah scene late in the movie that I I didn't love. I maybe thought it was a little too uh, too heavy handed, too on the nose. I would have liked a little subtlety. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. It felt weird to me. Let's just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It felt weird. It took me out of it, and it felt weird. I think that's fair. But I think that's what the... probably kept me from being where you're at. Because I, like you, I, I was sto- This was my number one anticipated. I think we did like halfway through the year or something. We're like, what's left that we're excited about? And this was number one. I'm pretty sure. And I, like you said, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, that 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 last scene, something just yeah. weird. It, it didn't sit right with me. The kid actors were awesome. Yeah, uh, McKenna Grace was incredible. So she great. Carried oh the movie. Yeah, the Stranger Things kid. He did his job. He was good, but he wasn't yeah. the focal he, point. He was. He is always that. He's always Mike, all the time. Like in all the movies, yeah. all the movies. It and this and Stranger. Like he's always that kid. Just a version. Like oh my god, that's a, good point. a little bit yeah. up or down, basically. Yeah, and that's not a criticism either. He's good at that. He's he's good at filling that role. I had I didn't see podcast coming at all, but I loved podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd had a smaller role than I anticipated, and I I liked that. I didn't want to be distracted by Paul Rudd. I thought this was super dope. I I Jared, did you you're because you you were really into Ghostbusters. So did this? I'm assuming this tapped into the shit that I'm talking about with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm definitely like on board for pretty much everything you're saying. Uh, that in reference to the end scene, I'm kind of in between, but I still was like in tears, being like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, why am I crying? <laughs> um, but it's that essence. It's the it's like Seth said the score was kind of the lifeblood that you didn't know was the lifeblood of Ghostbusters and they easily transplanted that into this one and it felt so good. And it took what you kind of saw in the first two movies and it like expanded the lore that you didn't know it should. For example, mm-hmm. just like the Ecto-1 and the the gadgets it expanded that out, and I think that they really planted a great framework for old fans to love this and potentially get more movies, but maybe bring in a bunch of people that had kind of been maybe casual or new to the franchise and be like, 
oh, Ghostbusters is cool. Like, let's see where this goes. And I hope that this does, I mean, from what I'm assuming, it's doing fairly well. I mean, it has like a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, bring me another one. I think we're going to get it. I, I've seen a couple articles about like some of the, like Reitman, I think, is interested in doing more. And it's also, by the way, so cool that it's his dad's movie. Like mm-hmm. it's just everything about it is so cool to me that that it worked in the way that it did. Even like, it's inexplicable to me. I was shocked. I, I honestly was shocked when I left the movie at how much I liked it. Because there, there's a shot in the movie where it's a super gratuitous, like dead, like right looking down the lens of the camera. Someone goes, who you gonna call? And it's, <laughs> and I hate that shit in movies, but when it, I'm dead serious. When it happened, I was like, fuck yeah. In my <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it snuck up on me big time. I, I had such a fun with this. Maybe because it surprised mm-hmm. me so much is why I'm maybe a, a little bit more intense on it. But I did not see it coming, but it walloped me for sure. I, this was yeah. super, super fun. I, I will say for myself, the opening, like, five seconds instantly grabbed me because I'm like, oh, this is like adrenaline pumping. We're going action. There's like this mystery going on. It very much, and I've never even seen the movie, but the opening of both Close Encounters of uh, the Third Kind, I think, and also Super 8. Like that's yes. how the opening felt. And it, I was like, dude, let's do this. It felt a lot like Super 8 all the way through. That's that's a good that's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I, and I really like Super 8. That's a great movie to me. It's high praise. Big recommends. Thumbs up all the way across the board for Ghostbusters Afterlife. See it in theaters, too, if you get a chance. I think you can stream it soon, if not already. But go see it in the theater. It's worth the sound and all that stuff. Eat some corn and just really fucking enjoy this. So Ghostbusters, House of Gucci, and Kanto are all in theaters right now. So is King Richard. And then for streaming, The Harder They Fall, Tick, Tick, Boom, King Richard as well. And Kanto's coming in a couple of weeks. And Ghostbusters will be, I believe, on HBO Max before long, too. So... All good movies uh, that we enjoyed, except House of Gucci to a lesser extent, but a lot of really good stuff available out there, whether you want to stay at home or go out to your movie theater. So go check these ones out. That'll wrap up our reviews for the week. Uh, Let's take a brief look at what's coming down the pipe, though, this weekend. (laughs) In my opinion, it's a weak one, but Jared, what should the folks be on the lookout for? It's coming right for us! Yeah, I think I would agree with the week one. This might be a catch-up week for some people, but we have this one called Wolf, and it's uh, it feels like a smaller indie movie. I did a kind of a video on the trailer, but it's uh, oh god, I can't think of the name. I think it's like animal dysmorphia or something along the lines. Where yeah, they they think that they're yeah. Like, there's the, a the term guy for thinks it, he's though. a wolf. Yeah, a wolf, a wolf, a wolf. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to like a, a some sort of like hospital. Like rehabilitation yeah. type thing where it's it's him and a bunch of different people who essentially believe that they're animals that, that are that that are living in human bodies. So I don't know. It, it looks like an interesting kind of maybe love, like untraditional love story of sorts and maybe Ooh. some creepiness going tomatoes on. Tomatoes is not good. Maybe I won't go. <laughs> yeah. 50, yeah. 54. When I first saw it on Tomatoes, it was like 90-something. So I'll keep an eye. Only 13 reviews, though. So maybe just yeah. a couple of assholes. The lead actor in this, by the way, George McKay, was the lead in 1919. Or 1917, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Incredible. I, I love and him. L- I'll see this probably L- just on him. Lily Rose Depp is also one of his Johnny Depp's daughter. She believes she is a wildcat, I believe. So if you're into that, check that out. Um, we have another one that is a what uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie called Joaquin. Come On, Come On. I All I know about this movie, and I might be way off base, this is like a single father 
raising his child type movie. Yeah, black and white indie movie. I'm seeing it. Like, is the, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm gonna check it out um, because it's takes getting great reviews. In. Oh, he takes his nephew. Okay, so it's yeah. probably just uh, you know learning along the way and trying to uh, just life a movie about life, slice of life, which I'm sure is gonna hit on that indie those indie heartstrings. And then uh, the third one that we got here is Silent Night, and this one I guess you can watch on the AMC Plus app, <laughs> which is awful. Um, yeah, which Seth <laughs> was saying, giving glowing reviews uh, before I, this podcast. I actually tried opening it up earlier, and it crashed immediately. <laughs> it's it's a terrible app. You can't Chromecast anything on it. Um, if you try and cast it, like just from casting your screen on your phone, it blocks mm-hmm. it. Wow, so great. This movie is called Silent Night. And it it's like a family getting together for Christmas, but there's something else going on where it's essentially like a doomsday situation where it's going to be like the last Christmas that they have or the last night that they all have together. So I don't know. It looks interesting. Uh, if I can maybe see it in a movie theater rather than avoiding this trash app, a weird, untraditional black comedy or dark comedy Christmas movie. One other movie, The Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, um, yeah. That's one I've seen a ton of, like, on lists of four Oscars. It's like, takes place in the early 1900s, I think. I really Beats don't know me, what it's man. about. I just, I just know he's a cowboy. Benedict Cumberbatch is a cowboy? Right. Say no more. Holy shit. A domineering rancher responds to with mocking cruelty when his brother brings home a new wife and her son until the unexpected comes to pass. Ooh, mystery. I just want to see. I just want to hear Benedict Cumberbatch do a Western accent. That's the. I'll pay. I'll buy a ticket to do it. I'm not even gonna look the video up. Wow. Double weekend for Lily Rose Depp though. If you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. Silent Night and Wolf. So, check these out. A little bit. A little bit more of that indie flavor, like you alluded to, Jared. But uh, a catch up weekend is also in order if you haven't seen Ghostbusters. Wolf, come on, come on. Silent Night and Power of the Dog are coming up soon. It's coming right for us. We're gonna get you out of here so you can get off to enjoying all these good films. But uh, before we go, gotta leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Want to give a shout out? I know I've done this, but it's been a long time to Explained on Netflix. This is the documentary series. They're like 22 to 25 minute documentaries by Vox. They do a lot on YouTube too. So if you've seen them on there, it's it's a lot of the same stuff. Explained is just super dope because each 20 minute episode is a new mini documentary. And it's they're about topics that you probably wouldn't seek out a documentary about time, for example, but when it's 20 minutes, you'll put it on. You'll learn some very f- fascinating tidbits about things like time. There's a also The Mind Explained, just had season two come out, and I really enjoy that one. They talked this season about personalities, which is a really interesting episode to talk about personality tests and things like that. And there was another one that was another favorite of mine. Oh, Brainwashing was a really interesting Ooh. one. And, is brainwashing real and what is it? If so, very, very cool. So explained on Netflix, if you're just looking for like an easy to put on, easy to digest, and you'll have some facts to talk about with your friends afterwards, explained is awesome. High recommend. Damn, there you go. Explained. My one more thing, and this actually happened about an hour before we started recording. I was perusing my emails and ladies and gentlemen, and uh, the the two uh, co-hosts here. Uh, we are going to the 2022 Sundance Film Festival in Jared's basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. That's that, it's cool because I applied for that. Uh, 
I hadn't heard back and you know they're doing um, the kind of remote festival but also in person as well and you could apply either or and uh, personally I'm a cheapskate and I'd rather just watch as many movies as I can on the comfort of my own couch so I chose the online one I'm assuming a lot of less people just wanted the online exclusive but you know what I'm gonna eat a bunch of donuts and food and watch a bunch of movies again and it's gonna be great gotta get some fucking Hertz donuts again I'll bring yeah. the projector down and, yeah. and we know what to expect this year, so it's going to be good. Hell yeah. Man. Well, congrats on getting the pass, man. That is dope. You're a mainstay now uh, at Sundance, so very, very cool. And, of course, you know, keep it locked here on Entertainment Outhouse and on J-Buck Studios and on all platforms uh, so that you can get the, the bits that Jared is able to talk about when Sundance does show up here in just a couple of months. It's festival season again, I guess, because what's the other one? South by won't be too far behind. Yep. All right, my one more thing. Been waiting for it for a long time, for a very long time. 2019 uh, was the last season of one of my favorite shows ever, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They've been working on the the newest season for a while. They started filming like early in 2021. Been waiting and waiting and waiting. Monday we got a poster that said season four coming soon. I was enraged because they didn't put a fucking date on there. But my my rage was subsided on Tuesday. As the the trailer for season four has come out and a date of February 18th, 2022, uh, it was announced for season four of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Fe- January and February are packed with fucking TV. Ozark comes back. Righteous Gemstones come back, comes back. This Is Us, which will be le- weekly. And also Mrs. Maisel for the first time is going to do like a two episode, one episode, like kind of weird schedule release too, kind of like the boys did. Boys! Um, so <laughs> I forget I have that one. Boys, super fucking pumped. This is one I've been waiting for for so long. I cannot wait. This new season looks like Miss Maisel. Uh, Midge is gonna go kind of on her own. She's she's going out there to to promote herself and try and get headlining gigs. So I'm excited to to see. Like I love that just that story in general of like the up and coming comic with like some heat trying to to break into the scene and all that stuff was that one from i think last year the opening act with jimmy yang is that his name yeah i remember you talking about that one like that was like i just love that that there's been they've done that a bunch of stuff like whether it's comics or uh, music or act you know any of those type of stories i love those so um so pumped for mrs mazel my favorite one of my favorite shows things are looking up around here man Uh, jared's getting into sundance seth's finally getting mrs mazel back I'm learning about brainwashing on Netflix. Everyone's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good stuff this week and one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for uh, for listening to this episode. Lots of just really good movies and also a really long rant about TV movies, which probably I edited down. But um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. We are hoping to be back on a more regular schedule than we have been for the last little while. I don't even know how long it's been. Keep an ear out for some backdated episodes that we'll be putting out. And also this coming Monday, we'll be back on schedule as well with Socially Constipated. So uh, you can start to expect us Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as you did in the past. And uh, we are excited to come live with Entertainment Outhouse on the 22nd of December. 
just a few weeks out. Hope you'll join us on the JBuck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. Link to there in the description box so you can go out and make sure and follow so you don't miss that one. Put on your calendars and all that stuff. And then we'll be rolling into the new year and we've got some exciting ideas and things that we want to get to work on. So don't forget to head out to the website and become an anchor wanker as well. Uh, really helpful. Oh, wait. Especially when we try to do something <laughs> new uh, for that. So... That's gonna do it for this episode of Entertainment Outhouse. So for Jared Buckendall and Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael, and we'll see you next time. So long, gay bowser. Bye. Bye.